0: So, Nick. Yeah. I heard a great joke by Super Dave Osborne the other day. I'm having deja vu, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a couple of times to get it out, okay? Okay. So, this guy is walking down the street, and he walks into a dentist's office, and he says, hey, doc, I got a problem. Okay. And the dentist says, what is it? And the guy says, I'm a moth. I think I'm a moth. And the dentist looks at him and said, dude, that that's like a mental thing. You need to go see a psychiatrist. Yeah. And... The guy says, yeah, I know. And the dentist says, but this is a dentist's office. Why are you in here? And the guy says, well, the light was on. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Super Dave.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Bird Nick, and with me as always... It's Gator.
0: And by the way, this also seems like deja vu. You know... (laughs) We can, we,
1: you know, oh my God, I swear, you know, it takes us a couple of runs at it now and then you didn't, I mean, I outed you because you outed me the other day. That was tit for tat. Now I owe you you one again. And now I owe you one again. And now I owe you one again. So there you go. So, all right. Now, you know, it's coming at some I always like it when you owe me one. Oh God. Anyway. So today we're going to be smoking another selection from the My Monthly Cigars box. But wait, Nick. It's a Tuesday. It is a Tuesday. And as I covered in our episode um, last Friday, since... Listener confusion abounds. Since this Friday is our one-year anniversary show. What? Yes, it is. We've been at this a year, Jeff. Oh, my God. I know. Can you believe it? That's insane. Since we are coming up on our one-year anniversary show on Friday... I have moved up the My Monthly Cigar Box because I have a special cigar for us to smoke on Friday. Okay, then. Do so, we know what it is? I know what it is. Do we
0: want to tell the listeners so they can smoke along with us, or are we going to keep that close to
1: the vest? We can tell the listeners. Would it be vest or want. chest? Vest. Close to the vest? Chest. Either way. Well, Your vest is on your chest. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of an either or. Okay. So, um, Six
0: in one, half a dozen in the other. Yeah. Tomato, tomato, as it were. Either way. Potato, okay.
1: potato. But- <laughs>
0: Let's call the whole thing off.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, no, um, well, I guess if you want to tell the listeners what we're going to be smoking next week, I, I very easily can. I don't even know what it is. Uh, we're going to be smoking the Ashton ESG. <gasps> oh, It's
0: a fantastic cigar. That is a good celebratory cigar for us. You know,
1: us. and that's the thing. Uh, Dan over at Riverman introduced me to it, and it's a fantastic smoke. It's about 25 bucks, but... Um, I take it I'm smoking the one I already have. It's one... No, I have two of them. I Do bought, you really? I bought two of mine. I didn't know you had one already. Oh, I shouldn't have given that away. You sack. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so no, we're going to be smoking that. And uh, so, folks, if you want to smoke along with us, that's what we're going to be smoking. Go on, on and find one. On Friday. But today, we are going to be smoking the Camacho Hard Charger Limited Edition 2018 it is a 6x50 Toro with a Connecticut Broadleaf and Maduro wrapper, a Corojo binder, and Corojo filler, and there were only 1,500 boxes of these made, so... These guys have been leading the charge since 1962. As it says on the band.
0: Where do you think I get my show prep? I, I know. You, show prep, you? <laughs> I read the band.
1: Anyway, so yeah, we're we're going to be smoking that. Hold on, let me get mine out of the cellophane.
2: I, I, dude, come on!
1: Seriously, Jeff, got it. And also on sucker this, sucker was in there. Oh, there you go. Well, I'm, I'm glad you were able to take care of that. So, what a beautiful footband. That's silver. That's nice. Well, we're uh, gonna be speaking with Frank Herrera. He is an attorney with H New Media Law. And he uh, specializes in dealing with tobacco um, questions with the FDA. He's been helping out a lot of manufacturers that are are dealing with all the FDA stuff. Because there was some pretty big news that came down on Thursday of last week. And I have asked Frank if he would be willing to come on and speak with us here about that.
0: And while you might think, oh, well, I'm not worried about this. You ought to be. Because what's going on in the cigar lounges... And with the manufacturers is directly going to impact you and the products you're able to get in the future.
1: Well, but see, this is good news, and had I know. you done some some show prep, oh you no, would know that. I
0: <laughs> know it's good news, and everybody <laughs> needs to know about it, and they need to be ready in case anything changes.
1: Oh, Lord. Well, anyway, so yeah, why don't we, before Frank joins us, why don't we go ahead and uh, cut and light and get this cigar going here? Okay, so. We, uh, we're going to go ahead and go into the official cutting, which is brought to you by Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. Our man, Dan. Our man, Dan, over there. He's just, uh, continuing to do really well. I was talking with him the other day and he told me that that things are doing really well, actually. You know, sales are, sales are up and, and, you know, I mean, you know, look, everybody's still dealing with COVID and it's still unusual. I mean, he's still, uh. Still insisting on everybody using that 1,500 square foot covered patio that he's got instead of, you know, coming into the lounge. And, you know, there's a lot of rules about stuff. I mean, technically, since, uh, you know, since he he does sell beer there, you know, they they could be qualified as a bar. So that means, you know, he is having to shut down by 10 o'clock at night. And so, you know, there are some questions about all that. But for the most part, Dan is making his way through all of it. That's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, Dan over there at Riverman, he's got something for everybody from $3 to $100 between that uh, really nice curated collection of budget cigars all the way up to that $100 Saka Unicorn. And he he prides himself on that, you know, making sure that everybody can, you know, look, if you're a a $8 to $10 cigar smoker, it's hard for you to afford that every day. (laughs) Well, folks, I'm just going to go ahead and out. Jeff was posing his cigar for a really nice picture, and, well, he just dropped it off the deck, so um, I guess he's, right he's going to be right back. So anyway, folks, it was gonna be a good picture to Riverman be Cigar about. Company of Crestwood, Missouri, you need to make sure you check it out. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and cut my cigar. This is funny, folks, because this means that Jeff actually had to get up. That's not something he normally likes to do, so... And waddle around to the other side of the deck there to pick it, it up did it did it land gently on the grass, Jeff or did it hit it the mulch the, uh, the what it landed plant. in the what? Plant. Oh the plant well, that's good at least it didn't land on like rocks and you know crack Sh- and shatter. shatter and everything like that you know I mean that would be unfortunate oh so God, oh, this is so funny you're really you're gonna try that again. I'm gonna try it again. you're gonna try this again. He's going to continue to try and take the picture, folks. Yeah, this is just, this is, this is bizarre. This is bizarre radio. I'll Seriously, it, I'll you guys it are going to
0: love this picture if I actually get it before it falls again. This is bizarre radio. Oh, it's backlit too much.
1: <laughs> and then he can't even take the picture. Oh, I love this. All right, I'm going ahead and cutting this thing, dude, because I can't wait for you any longer. So, ooh, give that. A nice oh! I went with the straight cut by accident, but that's all right. <laughs> I got I got confused with my Calibri SV cutter. So distracted by what I was doing, I kind of cut a cigar. I kind of was actually, so went ahead and did the straight cut on that thing. So all right then. Well, I like the band on this. It's got right? this nice red and black and silver going on. I mean, it's it's fancy. Yeah, the foot band is really nice on it too. Mm-hmm. What
0: Initial do you get on,
1: what do you get on the cold draw there? It's fruity. It is kind of fruity. There's yeah. a little bit of an of uh, dried fruit element to it. I'll give. It I don't even know if dried. It's kind of it tastes like peaches. It's sweet. Yeah, I don't know about peaches. You always go for like peaches or apricot, and I don't necessarily always get those specific fruits. I mean, I you just... don't that you know. There's two of us on the cast, and one I
0: of it. us can be right, and one of us can be you. Oh, you dick.
1: Says the guy who dropped his cigar over the side of the deck.
0: Thank God for that laropy that caught it.
1: <laughs> if that plant hadn't been there, what would it? It would have hit rock. It would have hit it? no mulch. Mulch. Yeah, but okay. still, it would have jacked it all the. Oh hell. yeah, yeah. That's funny. Any other thoughts on the cold draw there? Ooh, do the cold retro.
0: You can really, you can really taste that sweetness on the cold retro. I mean, you I'm can, can't you? Getting the same flavor Just that a, I got, but you can before. really taste
1: it. I mean, it's there, yeah. but whatever. All right, well, I'm going to so give this guy a light here real quick and uh, get this ooh thing going here. The I...
0: fact that we've made it through 100 episodes without going to fisticuffs is just amazing to me. I'm
1: used to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I think down deep you like me in the recesses, places you don't like to talk about.
1: Well, that sounded vaguely sexual, <laughs> I don't appreciate that in any way, shape, or form. So. Well, I wasn't
0: even going there. So the fact that your mind went to it does disturb me. Oh, ooh, God, that smells good lighting. Well,
1: it's not so much fruity on the actual light. It was very fruity on the uh, cold or on the cold retro. This is going to be an interesting cigar I've noticed for you. people
0: have started uh, posting Team team Cold Retro.
1: <coughs> ah. Retro Hail is not very harsh. A um, little bit of spice on the retro hail there, but it didn't it didn't kill me. I got a new lighter, and I have to thank Dan over at Riverman.
0: Yeah, he hooked me up with a what is it a Technico? It's a really nice Aladino
1: lighter. Yeah, is, from but... Aladino.
0: And the only problem is I have singed the hell out of my finger twice now <laughs> pushing the cap back down. Yeah, because that get,
1: metal cap gets hot. It gets awfully warm. Yeah, so... And I'll tell you, I wish to God, folks, I would have been. We would have been miked up for the first time he did it because you'd heard him just squeal like just an injured pig. I got second-degree burns on that it first one. It was really funny. <laughs> but, yeah, I was amused. I was Ooh, that's I like the cigars flavorful. Yeah, there's a lot going on with yeah. it. It's hard for me to kind of pull specific flavors, though. Yeah, the retro is not harsh by
0: any means. <laughs> well. But then Nick proves me <laughs> wrong.
1: That was <coughs> me borderline inhaling, is what that was. Oh God! <laughs>
0: well, folks, you got me for the rest of the cast. Oh, now Nick God. has taken himself out of the game. I'm dying. <laughs> anyway. Oh, anyway, um, I yeah, did that last night. He was don't just don't do that. Don't do that. Hanging out with me last night, we're smoking cigars. And he exhales this giant puff of smoke, and the ceiling fan and blows the, it right, right back, back into in his my nostrils. face.
1: right when I was inhaling, <laughs> and so I just inhaled all that cigar smoke that I just let go, and it was, uh, it was an experience. Oh, it was fun to watch from
0: the other oh, side of the table. I bet it was. It was I'm not, not one lie. that I was
1: like, you know, <laughs> not one that I was entertained to do. But yeah, so. Anyway. So now a
0: couple couple of brief housekeeping notes here before we get into the interview, which is yep. coming up shortly. Larry is going to be joining us on Friday for the anniversary yes, show. Larry
1: is not going to be on this show, Larry. Um, so so for the anniversary show, Jeff and I did announce that we're going to be naming off our personal top 10 cigars from the previous year of the Cigar Pulpit. So of the cigars that we smoked on the show, yes. we're going to name off our top 10. And so Larry thought it would be a good idea to go ahead and come on and do his top 10 of the cigars that he has reviewed And so Larry will not be joining us On this episode Yeah, you got that to look forward to on Friday <laughs> The other thing is I'd like to point out So later this episode We are going to be doing Our regular Tuesday weekly giveaway yes. However, there will be another giveaway In wait, the Friday episode Wait, what? Oh yeah, oh yeah
0: Well look at you We're giving
1: some stuff away on Friday, man Bishop's getting generous so over there So make sure you guys listen to that episode as well And, uh, you know, there's multiple chances to win this week. So it'll be fun.
0: That's awesome. Winning is always fun.
1: Winning is fun. People like to win. Winning. And speaking of winning, I think the cigar industry may very well have gotten a bit of a win this week. Yes. Well, when I say this week, I mean within the past seven days. So why don't we go ahead and touch base with Frank Herrera of H New Media Law. That's Awesome. So we're joined by Frank Herrera of H New Media Law. How are you, Frank? I'm
3: doing great. How are you
1: all? Fantastic. So, Frank, we're just going to dive right into it, Um, and I'm sure you know a lot more about it than I do, but did the cigar industry get
3: a a decent win on Thursday of last week? Well, uh, it's a little too early to say. Um, It's likely that the premium cigar industry did get a bit of a reprieve. Uh, We'll probably know more by the end of the week, Uh, most likely next week when Judge Grimm of the Maryland District Court uh, rules on um, the FDA's request for uh, the ability to defer some of the filings by the deadline.
1: So, yeah, so just to catch listeners up here, the FDA, through the Department of Justice, which, correct me if I'm wrong, just, I mean, it's, just, it's complicated, but they're acting as the attorney for the uh, FDA, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. so through They'll the do well, so, yeah. So through the Department of Justice, the FDA filed a letter with Judge Grimm and basically said that they want to defer the uh, substantial equivalence deadline, which was coming up uh, near the beginning of September. And it was just kind of deferred indefinitely, correct? Just as they
3: do more research and things? Yeah, so it, it's a, it's essentially an admission on their part that they did not do their homework prior to issuing these deeming regulations back in 2016. The timing is suspect uh, in so much as there's uh, pending motions in the D.C. Circuit uh, District Court, uh, the CRA case, mm-hmm. where they are facing a likely defeat, uh, whether it's summary judgment on a couple of counts or an injunction. In that case, Judge Mehta has been very um, – He's he's looked at the FDA uh, with some, you know, like, come on, guys, really? And uh, I think they felt that. And on top of that, I think the FDA is just now starting to see an onslaught of SC filings on top of the onslaught of grandfather filings and recognize that they don't have the resources to handle this as well as uh, vapes and other types of tobacco products.
1: Well, and, and you're right. The Judge Maida has seemed to be fairly... Uh not necessarily positive of the cigar industry, but definitely a little critical of the uh, the procedures that the FDA has been kind of pushing.
3: Sure. I don't know if you were on the call today with the hearing today. No. But, yeah, so Judge Maida kind of wanted a status call on what the significance of the FDA's letter uh, in the Grimm case, the Judge Grimm's case. <clears throat> and um, again, was essentially stating, you know, why now? You know, what's the point? Um, you should have done your homework a long time ago.
1: So then this, uh, this letter, it asked for a deference, so it kind of takes away that September deadline. And then also the FDA said that they were um, looking to do more research into the health impacts of premium cigars. And again, like you said, this is all stuff that should have been done long before now in this process. But so they, they have not proposed any real new dates or anything like that,
3: Correct. Sure, so that that's actually interesting. Um, Judge Made actually brought that up and counsel for uh, industry uh, Edney, basically said this is nice that they're you know offering some type of deferment for premium cigars, but um, you know what is it? What's the deadline? What happens if you offer deferment? Do not grant it, but the manufacturer or the applicant was uh, not able to file an SE or decided not to file an SC. And now the deferment has not been granted. So where does that leave them? Um, Edney and the judge seem to understand that this puts industry in a very difficult position. Uh, Do they wait and see uh, and and file their SEs or do they wait for this deferment? There's really no guidance document out there right now that we know of. It's publicly available as to the FDA's thinking on the matter.
1: Wow. So this pretty much puts everybody in a really weird state of limbo going forward. The trick bag, as it
3: were. Yeah, so for premium cigars, for sure. But remember, a lot of manufacturers of premium cigars also make uh, flavored cigars or machine-made or some combination of a Cuban sandwich and, like, mixed filler. Mm-hmm. So none of this applies to them for those products. So um, the September 9th deadline still applies for flavored and machine-made and maybe some mixed filler if it doesn't meet the definition of premium cigar. I see.
1: And and that was the other thing that was part of this letter, correct? Is that the FDA finally gave their
3: version of a definition of premium cigar? Yeah, so uh, they did. Um, and it's it's not official because they'll have to do that pronouncement in some type of guidance document. But that's their current thinking.
1: Okay. And, you know, it's kind of the same same definition that everybody's been rolling with, correct? I mean, there wasn't anything in there that... That kind of uh, came out of nowhere and you guys are sitting back saying like, well, because I know there was that piece of legislation last year where they were talking about, you know, that it had to be, what, $12 or higher yeah. in order to count as a premium. There was nothing like that, correct?
3: No, that's that's crazy talk anyways. that, that y- There's no way that they could ever enforce that. Yeah. Taxes are different state by state and, and you know, inflation and everything else. You simply yeah. just... A price point on that. I've smoked two dollars cigars that I've been considered or considered to be premium in past. Interesting. Well, so then the other
1: I I was reading an uh, article on Half Wheel. They did their whole twelve thoughts on this, and one of the questions that they brought up was, you know, is this maybe a situation where maybe um, some of the lobbying efforts with the Trump administration were kind of starting to gear up or or get a little traction? No, 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 no. No,
3: not in my opinion. All right then. All right. Well, my, my opinion is that they have, the FDA has um, something before them, uh, vapes that are really actually causing harm and youth initiation, and they are being overwhelmed by the PMTAs that are being filed for that. Now they start seeing uh, the. Subs- substantial equivalence applications being filed, our firm of which has filed many of them, they see the volume of the work and they're prioritizing the nature of the work. And they're saying, hey, we get it. You guys have been telling us, you know, there's no youth initiation for premium. You've been telling us there's no real scientific data, you know, about the health harms of this. Let's move on to something that is, you know, a current health concern, vapes that, you know, we don't have the resources. Let's find a way to gracefully kind of kick the can a little bit for premium cigars and move on. Gotcha. Well, and and correct me if I'm wrong. Even FDA
1: research has stated that that there's not really good or no real youth initiation and and uh, harmful health effects and everything with premium cigars. Correct?
3: Right. So the studies that exist, not to get you know too much into that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times the studies will conflate. Uh, when they ask, uh, um, you know, a teenager or someone else about a cigar, what they're really asking about is black and milds mm-hmm. or a type of flavored cigar. There's really they don't sit and say, "Hey, kid, you know, this is what a premium cigar is. Have you smoked something like this? You know what I mean?" Yeah. Well, so then
1: I was going to say, so like, where going forward, like, where where are we at? Yeah, I where mean, do we sound It here? sounds like we're kind of stuck in this weird spot where we don't really
3: quite know. Yeah. So, um, that's a pretty, um, accurate assessment. <laughs> and, uh, as a firm that's handling, uh, several hundred cigar clients and thousands of SKUs that may or may not have to go through SE. Um, yeah, we're all kind of sitting back and waiting to see what happens. Um, I believe that there is a mechanism by which, uh, they will issue uh, a deferment process for premium cigars. Um, but again, um, flavored and machine and some others will still have to meet that deadline. Now that doesn't mean that premium cigars, uh, don't have to deal with the FDA. They absolutely are still going to be regulated by the FDA. Uh, I think a lot of this is going to be kicked down for another time period. I don't know next year or whatever the case may be before they turn around and say, okay, now we've gotten our homework together. This is how we'd like to, um, what is required in an SE report and some other things that are required. So, and and that brings me to
0: a question, and I've I've kind of bounced this off of other people in the past, but why is the FDA regulating tobacco when we have the ATF that literally, tobacco is part of their name?
3: Well, I mean, I don't know how much time you have, but the short answer is there was a statute, right, the Tobacco Control Act, that uh, gave the FDA the power to regulate this because of the health concerns. The ATF has had the power to regulate. Um, from other perspectives, right, TTB, which is, you know, assessing the S-chip and taxes, things like that, import rules, licensing. It just happens to be a function of the Tobacco Control Act.
1: So then in terms of manufacturers that are maybe considering um, new products, where does this put them? I mean, I know we were coming up to September and, you know, if somebody wanted to introduce something new that then, you know, they had all these hoops to jump through. but, But now that this has been deferred, where does this put manufacturers that might be considering launching something, you know, new in the next, I don't know, month, three months, six months?
3: Well, technically, um, there are, uh, you know, the deeming regulations do not allow for new products uh, post-August 2016. So uh, many of these factories that have launched um, new products post that date, those products are essentially illegal. Now, there are a lot of caveats to that, Right. Many times in the cigar industry, they'll say this is a new product, but really it's an old product dusted off. It could be a grandfathered product that's relabeled. It could be uh, some other type of variation. So it's not technically a new product, period. (laughs) Right? Okay. Uh, But interestingly about that, there is a line in the FDA's letter filed last week that says, and I don't have it in front of me, so I'm sure I'm going to misquote it, but essentially if you read it and you think about it, it essentially says, it applies regardless of whether the product or new product was uh, launched post August 2016, the effective date of the deeming regulations. So whether it was by mistake or by design, the FDA is hinting that if you meet the criteria for premium cigars and you are um, and they accept you as a, as, a, you know, as a deferral, right? candidate uh-huh. that it's OK that the product came post that date. Now that opens up another whole can of worms, which I don't think the FDA has really considered. Wow. And, Are and you follow- well, yeah,
1: I'm following. <laughs> so like what I'm,
3: I'm processing, let's talk yeah. about
1: that can of worms. So what, what,
3: let's go into that a little bit. So what can, what, what is entailed in that? So uh, on the hearing at the hearing today, um, the FDA essentially said, and it reminds us that it has the discretion as to how it's going to enforce the tobacco control act against all products and so, I think what it's saying is that we're listening to you, industry, that premium cigars do not cause, you know, new questions of public health or are not a youth initiation, and we're most likely going to reconsider the fact that there are no, um, there's no barrier to you launching new products as long as they meet that definition post August 2016. And again, this is just me quickly kind of surmising, you know, what their intent might be, but yeah. It's possible that they understand that these products are really dark air-cured tobacco wrapped up in different configurations, right? And as long as there's nothing else except tobacco, water, and whatever else you need, then it's okay that they're on the market. Now that's that's us going way off topic.
1: Well, yeah, but, yeah.
3: But I think um, you know it's it's interesting to, um, to to see that thinking of theirs in that letter.
1: Well, so, OK, so it sounds like there's definitely some possible positive aspects to all this. I mean, not the least of which just right off the bat is that this deadline's been deferred. But at the same time, it it, it almost sounds like this question or this letter has raised just as many questions as it possibly may have answered.
3: Oh, no question. Yeah. The the, the deferment um, is not uh, law. Right. Yeah, and It's not in effect right now. So we don't know. But it certainly does indicate that the FDA understands and is starting to listen um, that these products are different from uh, other types of uh, tobacco products and vape and that type of thing. That, and that, that definitely seems positive. Yeah, and, and I think they're trying to um, – I think they are struggling with how they can create a substantial equivalence process, which I think they still have to have. Uh, like a substantial equivalence of light, if you will, um, not uh, the same type of uh, content and form that would be, that was applicable for say like cigarettes or uh, dip or things like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: interesting. I so, mean, oh, okay. So let me ask you this since uh,
3: that, that does not speak to flavored tobacco, correct? That's correct. Right. So they, they, they specifically say that they're considering deferment for, those products that meet the definition or current thinking definition of a premium cigar.
0: So my, my question is, like, I just bought a box today of the uh, Leather Rose. Yes, from Drew Estate. From right. Drew Estate. And it's part of the Deadwood series. So that is a cigar that has been introduced after this 2016 deadline, I would assume. So how is that cigar able to be on the market?
3: Well, I, I I don't represent uh, Swisher or Drew Estate, and uh, Jonathan Drew's is a great guy, a friend of mine. Um, I don't think that they would do anything that is a foul. Um, I if I had to guess, it's possible that um it's new marketing. Um, I'm not sure if they're claiming new. I, I haven't looked into that uh, product at all. Okay. But
0: um, and it's a yeah. great stick, by the way. Um, uh, Kristen, my ex. Is a big fan. I actually bought her a box of those today. So
1: he's kissing up to yeah. the ex-wife.
0: Yeah, you know,
3: you'll have that. Yeah, products. Those are products I thought were always really cool branding. You know, back in the day, and they just never kind of got the push. Um, you know, I like the design and the yeah, art and all that. But I, I can't speak to that. Um, you know, but I can tell you that a lot of folks that are saying that here's a new product or something, really, what they're saying is here's a, a new packaging or uh, or new marketing. Okay gotcha. Now, and that's one of the things
0: if if I understand the substantial equivalency, and let's be honest, I probably don't. But <laughs> one of part of my understanding in my Gator world is that stores if this passed any cigar that wasn't covered under it hadn't had their forms filed in time not would have to be literally pulled off the shelf. Is that correct? That that's one hundred percent correct.
3: Yeah, that would be a mislabeled, misbranded,
0: and that could be a complete disaster for a cigar shop that has you know revenue put into their inventory. What what can they do with that cigar at that point? If so, this, if this is to go into effect,
3: it's less of a disaster for cigar shops, and I'll tell you why. Uh, cigar shops always have the remedy of going back to the supplier, the manufacturer, and saying, "Hey, your products are non compliant. Give me a credit, take it back, whatever." Okay. We've seen that. We've seen that we have a lot of uh, really big online retailers that are coming to our clients and and basically saying, you know, please warrant and represent that your products are legal or will be legal by this date uh, well in advance of the deadline. And if you fail to do so, we will not give you any more POs. So manufacturers are are aware of that. Um, Again, retailers, um, if they're, you know – Paying attention, to what's happening? They should be uh, going out there and uh, telling their suppliers, vendors, and all that. Say, hey, you know, can you confirm this is going to be compliant? Now, you know, what what if there's just a deferment, right? Yeah. So one one of the questions in the hearing today uh, by counsel for industry was, um, so we get deferment. I think I mentioned this a minute ago, and but we don't file an SE. So what happens if we request a permit and we don't get it, um, and we just blew the deadline for SE reports? Yeah, you know, leave us. So nobody nobody knows. Uh, the, the real takeaway from the hearing, though, from counsel for the DOJ for uh, FDA, was yeah, premium industry, cigar industry. We don't really care about you. We got other things to do. The problem with that is we can't live in uncertainty. Well, right? No, we, exactly. We and our vendors want to know. The manufacturers, vendors want to know. So we can't just tell them, "Oh, well, we think it's going to go away." You know, we need some certainty. Yeah. Well, and as a
1: consumer who maybe is looking down the barrel of a gun of seeing that, you know, one of his favorite cigars may go away, perhaps, or something like that. I think. I think at all levels, you know, obviously it's less of an impact for the consumer than it is the cigar shop and, in turn, the cigar shop to the manufacturer. But ultimately, at the end of the day, there's, there's a lot of people sitting back waiting to see, you know, what the FDA finally decides on this. So, yeah, you've got a lot of elements to this that are, that are sitting back and, and feeling really uncertain.
0: Is there the potential that the judge will just say, okay, this is, you know, nickel and dime, this is Mickey Mouse, and toss any of this out? Or do you foresee anything like that coming down the pike?
3: So when you say the judge, there's really two judges at play right now, yeah. right? Judge Grim is the judge in the uh, American Academy of Pediatrics case, and then there's Judge Maida in the D.C. case. So uh, it is possible that Judge Meta in the D.C. case, the CRA case, could grant summary judgment, um, re- what they're looking for is uh, completely getting rid of the deeming rule and sending it back to the drawing board for the FDA. I'm not sure that that judge is willing to go that far. Um, so it, it's possible. It is possible that the judge may enter an injunction that essentially stays the deadline until the FDA gets its S right, right? I don't know if you can say S-H-I. Feel, <laughs>
1: feel, feel free to say shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can say shit all day on here. We're, we're well, cool. I'll tell
3: you, I've been doing like um, – podcast interviews for i don't know 10 15 years or yeah. whenever it started and i had the uh i used to drop the f-bomb a lot so that kind of didn't was, you was...
1: have the record on the cigar
3: authority for a while of most f-bombs <laughs> in an episode <laughs> you hit the nail on the head nice so. nice but i've grown up Fucking a little that's that's good that's good <laughs> <laughs> Well, we haven't,
1: so feel free to say whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, knock so. yourself out.
3: <laughs> so, and, and, and before Judge uh, Grimm in the Maryland case, um, you know, that's that's not going to, he's not getting rid of anything in that case right now. So, I'm not sure if that answered your question.
1: So then, um, obviously, the, where it stands right now is Judge Grimm has to accept this letter. Do you see any issue of that taking
3: place to where? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so the American Academy of Pediatrics, and I think uh, anyone else that's involved in that case, is most certainly filing an objection to that letter, right? Uh, yeah. spawn, right? So they are going to argue that this is more BS, that all tobacco is evil, and that the FDA has a statutory requirement to protect us all from ourselves. Um, now, I think that Judge Grimm will uh, – I don't know what he'll do – but I think that he's essentially going to tell the FDA, yeah, you have this discretion. Um, everyone's been telling you you have this discretion. So, uh, you know, go forth and multiply.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Well, now, <laughs> let me take a quick break here. Nick, what are you getting on your cigar? <laughs> we're, we, we are <laughs> we don't lit need up to do, here. We don't need to do, do, do this do? right oh, now, Oh, we're man. going to. We're doing this. This is happening. Go ahead. Uh, so
1: <laughs> There's some I'm getting some nuttiness. Yeah. I mean, Some earthiness, some pepper to
0: it. It it definitely tasted like peaches on the cold. uh, I didn't
3: draw any peaches at all. Yes. Roller in Nicaragua had peaches for lunch. (laughs) Yes.
1: I have no problem with that. Yeah, we're smoking the uh, Camacho Hard Charger Limited Edition 2018. So, Mm. yeah, a beautiful
0: cigar. So, So the reason that I brought this up is I wanted to ask our lawyer friend that's on the phone
3: with us what cigars do you like? Oh man! See, it's it's not a question of what I like because, definitely, you know, for sure, I'll say something, and then I'll get a you know some text or emails or Facebook messages or someone else said, "Why didn't you mention my cigar?" Uh, <laughs> That's why I like uh, yeah. to put you on the spot. Oh, God. <laughs> I do. I, I'll tell you uh, I, uh, as a go-to. It's Leaf by Oscar Maduro. Uh, that's always here and we're always smoking that we're <laughs> big fans uh, of oscar yeah
0: we actually know oscar and he admits to knowing us which not many do
1: it's true <laughs>
3: <Yep>. <laughs> so uh as you can un- imagine we do get a lot of cigars from our clients and um i smoke everything that comes in it's uh if it's a bundle pos you know i'll sm- smoke it if it's uh, super high end i'll smoke that um, you and I, I were separated at birth because I will
0: smoke <laughs> anything put in front of me.
3: Uh, yeah, you know I'm constantly, you know, I, I like to think I'm a student of the craft, so I, I want to see what's going on. Uh, I want to see things that change or don't change. You know, I just so I like to smoke everything. I, I can't. I'm not in a situation where I can just tell you I just smoke, you know, X brand or Y brand. Gotcha. Well, and and to be honest,
0: we're both in that situation too. Obviously, with the podcast, we review different cigars on each episode. But we smoke a varied, you know, palette of cigars. Yeah. yeah I pretty so much celebrate
3: I, the whole catalog. <laughs> I, 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 you know, brands that I respect and love or, um, you know, I could say uh, anything Skip Martin does. Uh, I don't like the real, you know, the big, the bombs. But uh, I've always respected his work and, and the cigars. Aganorsa, anything that comes out of there. Uh, A.J. Fernandez, I have a couple of go-tos there. Um you know, it's just there's so the problem we have now is it's hard to make a bad cigar, right? It is. So, yeah. The question is 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 it a good cigar, a great cigar, or a wow cigar? Yeah. And uh, so, and I'm sure I've missed a lot of couple other folks, but feel uh, free
1: to pepper them in as we talk. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, well, I really appreciate the update. To be honest, um, you know, the, it's it's complicated dealing with all of this. And, you know, for us on the on the, you know, consumer side, sitting back and, and taking this all in, um, you know, we're not living it every day like, you know, you are and like the CRA and, and all these others uh, to where, you know, we're we're living and breathing this. And so, you know, when we hear something like, oh, the FDA issued this letter, you know, we're sitting back thinking, oh, this is great. But it's nice to know. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily nice to know, but it's, it's interesting to know that perhaps it's what it, it's more complicated than just black and white.
0: If you put po- if you took a poll in the uh lounge, if we could go to a lounge cuz of covid. Uh-huh. But if you took a poll in the lounge, out of 10 people, how many of them do you think would even know this is going on? And there's that too. yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh well, I mean, I I think well, it all depends, right? In the lounge, there's a lot of talk, so I think they'll, you know, they'll know something's going on, but they don't know the the uncertainty and the day to day of it. Yeah, you know, and, and the complexities of trying to file an SE report when there is no absolutely positive forming content. You know, and we're just kind of shooting in the dark. I mean, we think we know what goes in it. We filed several hundred of them so far. Um, but does the FDA know what it wants? Does it? it uh, apparently,
0: it doesn't. So it is So what you're saying is the FDA hasn't given you like a list of rules or a form to fill out. You're just flying the plane with no windows.
3: Yeah. So the Tobacco Control Act has certain requirements uh, to a degree, but that act was really designed with the concept of cigarettes and kind of complex uh, tobacco products. Um, This industry is very unique, right? It has its own process. It has its own history. And there is no... um, se guidance for premium cigars or even flavored cigars Um, so what we're trying to do is we we patch what we think they're asking in the statute we also think uh, hey they might ask this because they asked it in cigarettes and dip different types of tobacco products and for those things that we think that they are asking but we are not statutorily required to provide we are basically telling the fda um in known certain terms to get lost. And we give them lots of legal reasons and we give them lots of exhibits and you know and case law and everything else and saying that's nice that you we think you might ask this, but to the extent you're gonna ask it, these are all the reasons you can get lost. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well and and I come back to one of one of the hidden victims in all of this. And Nick has heard me say this on the show in the past. But one of the hidden victims in my mind to all of this are the economies of a lot of Caribbean and South American countries that, you know, a lot of the industry there is based around tobacco and the uncertainty for them and what it's going to do to their economies, I think, is a very
3: is very, very costly. So one of the things I do when I have a, a new employee, you know, a new attorney or someone, and we haven't done it for a couple of years now, is I take them to uh, Santiago Tamboril, Dominican Republic. I take them to Esteli. I take them to Don Lee. I take them to these countries. And we walk around. We see things. And what I really like to do, and it sounds silly, but you can ask folks in my office, I do it when we break and sometimes we'll break during lunchtime and all the employees are out, you know, either eating right outside the factory or getting on their bikes or motorcycles and leaving. And you see the throng of employees kind of, you know, taking their break. I say, you see all those folks? And they, yeah, I say, that's who we're protecting. You know, these are people who in some cases in their countries, this is the best paying job. It's a great job to have. They love their job and they'll work. And you know, that's, that's who we're protecting because of that, the factories; these are economies that you don't see or hear about. You know, they're people's lives. It's not just some rich white fat guy, you know, in a um, in a cigar shop. You know, it's not about that. It's about the history of this product. It's about particularly being Cuban American. You know, it's about you know trying to preserve something that is not uh, simply a widget. It's it's not a product. It's it's handmade. It has a lot of history. We should respect that and protect it. Amen. Definitely. And you hit the nail on the head.
0: Except for us being rich, because Nick and I are both fat white guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm getting there. <laughs> so true.
0: Sad but true. So
1: um, one other question. And I don't even know if you can speak to this, but I, I. So as it relates to flavored tobacco, it seems like pipe tobacco has gotten kind of lumped in with that, unfortunately, as well. Um, Mm -hmm. so is that still, are pipe smokers still kind of stuck with all of this or how does, how does pipe tobacco play into all this?
3: That's a really interesting question. So the deferment would not apply to pipe tobacco. Um, a lot of time I don't, we don't do any, uh, pipe tobacco clients, but a lot of that, um, a lot of those blends, if you will, Uh are, have been around for a while. So I would presume that some of them are grandfathered or most of them are grandfathered. Now, to the extent that they're changing the flavors or the blends, and they are new products, as that's defined by the Tobacco Control Act, the deeming regulations, then they would have to go through substantial equivalence. But this uh, deferment would not apply to them. Um, And if FDA doesn't know what they're doing for premium cigars for substantial equivalence, there's no question that they don't know what they're doing for pipe tobacco.
1: But along those same lines, though, flavor bans and whatnot would probably impact a lot of pipe smokers. As it as it goes along, correct? Because since I mean, I'm not a pipe smoker, but I, I've heard from many that that, you know, you get that they are flavored tobaccos in some cases. It, so. and, and
0: I don't know how, you know, how much of the flavored tobacco, but they definitely have flavors to them. And in some of these flavor bands, not unlike mm-hmm. the one that we we have been railing about out, out in Palo Alto with mm-hmm. the Max Smoke Shop you know, they passed a flavor ban and they, it, it essentially is going to shut down a business that's been there for what? 85 years. And you know, that's, that's a real problem.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, number one, the pipe industry is very small. Unfortunately, I think it's a really cool product. It's got a lot of history. It's got a great room aroma. Um, it is very small in comparison to cigars. Cigars are very, very small in comparison to, you know, cigarettes and et cetera. um, it's 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 unfortunate. Um, if I had to guess, I think uh, the FDA would would um, in some shape or form recognize that there's no youth initiation with uh, pipes, right, or pipe tobacco. Oh, definitely. Well, at least uh, at least not for tobacco, exactly. <laughs> right, right. And 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 pipe tobacco does have flavoring. Um, it's different. I would I would guess, or at least it's not the same as you would see in like cigarillos and blunts and things like that. But a lot of these flavors. Well, I don't know. I can't speak to it. I, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's fair. So, well, Frank, we really appreciate your time. I know that you're a busy man with lots to do, but we really appreciate you taking time out to talk to us today about all of this and give our listeners an update about everything.
0: Is there anything, yeah. just finishing up here, that you would like the consumers, um, the shop owners, the people listening to the podcast to know?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I think, uh, you know, the cigar industry will continue. I don't think that there is going to be a world in the next five to ten years in which you cannot find a premium cigar. I think if regulation uh, does uh, become strict or otherwise cause some cigar companies to close, um, you know, maybe those cigar companies should have protected their business more and been more serious about their business because I think if you're serious about your business, you know, you can get through these regulations. Um, I, I hope and I believe that products will continue to get better. The farming will get better, the drying, the curing, rolling, every aspect of it it will be better. So I, I don't you know, don't don't stop smoking cigars. <laughs> I don't okay. think they're going away. Um, you know, just support the brands that you like, you know, support them perfect. Amen. Well, Frank,
1: thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it.
3: All right, thanks guys. Take care.
1: Thank you. Well, we really want to thank Frank for coming on and talking with us. I thought that was educational and enlightening. Exactly. It's probably the only time that you're going to get anything educational and enlightening out of this show. <laughs> so, we took a break from the fart jokes for a day. Yeah, you know. Well, ish for half the show. Ish. We yeah. s- we still have asked the boys coming out. That's Lord true. Only knows how that can go. So, well, Jeff, how's your cigar? I like the cigar. It's 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 really smooth. It's not as heavy of a cigar as I would have thought, you no. know the the card actually lists it as a uh, medium to full. I am getting, like I said, kind of a little earthy taste. I'm getting... Yep, I'm um, getting that as well. I'm getting uh, some pepper yeah. from it, but I'm have not... You done a retro lately? Not lately. I'm at about the didn't half... Didn't want to do that during the interview, I'm no, guessing. No, because I didn't <laughs> want to cough during the interview, Jeff, but anyway. Hopefully um, that got edited out. Yeah, we'll see if it does, but I, um, <laughs> you know, I, I will say that I have not done a mid cigar retro, but we can do that here shortly. I'm going to wait until you complete yours so you can talk
0: okay the pepper greatly increased you're it you're gonna hear him cough here any second <laughs> <laughs> yep. called that one.
1: Oh, there it was yeah whoa yeah it
0: it, it has, burns the nostrils it has
1: increased from the start of the cigar yes um i'm actually a little lightheaded from that cold or oh from man. that retro i'm not lightheaded but whoo my, yeah my my it's kind of one of those things where when you breathe, the air just burns the nostril. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those kind of deals. But Well, and
0: see, I haven't eaten yeah. today. I am I have decided that you I'm... You haven't eaten today? Okay. I'm I'm going to Florida in a couple of weeks, and I'm like, you know, I can at least drop a couple of pounds. So I'm... Oh, you, I love how you couldn't drop weight for the troops. I did 11 pounds. But you can drop weight. I did 11 pounds, to, and I was proud of that 11 pounds, but I... Gained it back?
1: Not completely. Okay. Ish. Ish. How about, how about you? I've gained some of it back, but not all of it. Thank you. There you go. So what I'm doing... I'm still still down more than what you lost. I'm actually trying to
0: do the intermittent fasting, which I'm hearing a lot about and reading up on. So you just haven't
1: eaten at all today?
0: No, I haven't eaten today. I'll have dinner and then probably do the same thing again tomorrow and just, you know... Not not go crazy. I'm not going to eat a whole large so cheese does, pizza does tonight. does one
1: meal a day count as intermittent fasting? Well, I skipped breakfast and lunch. So, well,
0: you that's know, my right, point.
1: right now I'm on... That's my point. Does one meal a day count as intermediate, it, intermediate it fasting? It can. I there mean... are different levels. And... If you if you
0: look into it, um, like at a certain level your blood sugar normalizes, and a certain level you hit fat burning, and it's there there are different levels to it, which is kind of contradictory to what I've always heard that fasting would actually make you gain weight. But I have a good friend of mine, uh, his name's Brent Shorn, and he has been doing this and looks great. I'm 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 confident enough in my manhood I've always to say been told that
1: you're supposed to like. Have very small but multiple meals throughout the day.
0: It's and it, you know there there are different schools
1: of thought. Okay, okay. but I'm
0: I'm actually going to give this a go and try to eat at least somewhat reasonable, you know, for the the meal that I have tonight. And well, I'm wait. not saying I'm not going to
1: have lunch at all this week. Well, but so I'm, I'm working at it. So, ladies, when you're down in Florida and you see that giant white pasty guy walking down the oh, beach, oh, dude, uh, no, it's he, gator. But remember, he has lost some weight. (laughs) Some weight.
0: I'm not saying I'm going to be in, you know, Uh, Speedo shape by any means. God, I hope not. Well, I'm going to wear one anyway, but I'm not saying that I'm going to look good. It's like a sausage casing. Got that right. Oh, yeah. Anyway, banana hammock. Oh, God. Banana for scale. Oh my God! Well, anyway, that's a story. If you haven't heard, you need to go back through the podcast and find. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Story.
1: Speaking of going back through the podcast, real quick, before we get into the Ask other the thing, Voice, I, I want to mention about I... my trip to Florida. Uh, okay, is I'm... it's not like I was just about to do an actual show note for? Oh, I know or you or were, anything, but, it, but okay, it, 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 that's it, it, fine. No, put go a ahead. Pin in that, go ahead. Let's talk I about hadn't, you I again. Hadn't finished by yet. Let's talk about you. So, I,
0: what what often happens to me in Florida is if I lay in one spot too long. Like these people from Greenpeace come up and start digging a trench around me and trying to keep me moist. It's really disconcerting. <laughs>
1: they think you're a manatee. <laughs> <This> <laughs> you're just yeah, and you just start like. Oh, oh, oh. I can do the, the whale stage. joke now. Oh my god! No, oh. no, we don't need to revisit the whale joke. We've we've been down that road before. Um, no, I would just like to point out that um, some of those
0: Greenpeace chicks are hot.
1: So so speaking, <laughs> speaking of going back to previous episodes, yes. I discovered this past weekend, I was kind of looking over some statistics, and I noticed that we had a, a large number of downloads on our second and third episode. And so I'm like, well, that's kind of unusual. Normally, it's the first episode that we yeah. have a bunch, but it didn't register on the list. And so I went back and I looked, and I'm looking at Apple, I'm looking at Spot, uh, you know, Podbean, Spotify, and all that, and I'm noticing that our first episode is not listed and i'm thinking well this is odd why is, is this odd so i went into the settings in our in our podcast hosting service podbean and apparently i had it set to where it would only show uh 100 episodes oh. and so i have since adjusted that and so now the first episode is back it, i i re i upped it to like 500 episodes okay you know for now so until we hit number 500 we don't have to worry about this problem again so folks if you went back to what you thought was the first episode looking to hear maybe the uh the Winston Churchill thing and whatever else that we've referenced on a couple of prior episodes very recently if you went back to what you thought was the first episode looking for that and we're talking about uh, Clint Eastwood movies and all this. But number two
0: was Tuscano, but That's we're right.
1: not talking about Clint, uh, Winston Churchill. Yeah, yeah. It's because that I screwed up, and the first episode wasn't available. So you can go back. You can listen to our first episode now. It is available again. Rookie mistake. And well, it was a setting that I didn't know was there. So yeah, how you would know, you? I, would, I I wouldn't have known. that. It was buried in the advanced settings and everything. And not so, gonna lie, I'd have never even noticed that. So good well, catch. I I caught that. So anyway. So, with that, how about we go ahead and get into some Ask the Boys. So, Jeff, we are back this week with some uh, questions from the Cigar Pulpit Hotline. Okay. And, folks, you can get your questions into us through the Cigar Pulpit Hotline by dialing area code 863-874-0000. It's, uh, it, it just goes straight to a voicemail. You leave the message, and we play your question on the air and answer it for God and, and everybody.
0: you can still also leave us written questions like our friend last week. That's uh, Robert Paulson. Robert Paulson? His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. His name... Is
3: Robert Paulson. Come on, guys. His name is Robert Paulson.
2: His name is Robert Paulson.
3: His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson.
2: His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson.
1: And um yeah, you can definitely <laughs> submit written questions to us. Should we get we need to give a shout out
0: to our listener that pointed that out you know, to us, by the way. All right.
1: Yeah, we need to give a shout out to uh listener T Smith on Instagram. He uh he's the one who pointed out to me that I completely uh whiffed it, whiffed it when it came to the soundboard as it related to Mr. Robert Paulson. Um you know it's So that was our way to circle it's back. one of those things. Thank so, you for yeah, that. Jeff Jeff circle back there. So why don't we, uh, we go ahead and get into our first question for Ask the Boys?
2: Nick and Gator, this is
1: Bill and Daryl from
2: Cigars a More. We were having one of the Pappy Van Winkle barrel aged cigars, and they are unique. They have a fire cured tobacco in them. Have you had this cigar, and what do you think of these fire cured tobaccos? Thanks. You stay smoky too. So that's our
1: buddies Bill and Daryl over at Cigars, Liquor, and More. Good people, and they're asking about the Pappy Van Winkle. I have had one Pappy Van Winkle cigar, um, and it was good. It was um, it was a fire cured smoke. It had a lot of the, the the whiskey kind of flavor to it, and everything like that. Get it from the cask, yeah. yeah it, it was a good cigar. Um, little on the pricier side of my price point. So I haven't smoked more than just the one. Yeah. Um, and also, I've had other fire And tobaccos. also, in all fairness, it was uh, kind of not exactly the easiest cigar for me to track down. So I'm trying to think. I don't even know of anywhere in the St. Louis area right now that even currently has it. So um, it's one of those things that I had it when it came out. Uh, it was good. Like I said, it was probably, it may have been like an $18 cigar. So Yeah. I wasn't, you know, running out and buying like a box full of them or anything. Now, Drew Estate um, has a uh, fire-cured tobacco And as actually, well. Drew Estate had partnered with the Pappy Van Winkle people ah, okay. to put this cigar out. So, okay. so yeah, so Drew Estate does a lot of fire-cured tobacco. Um, I actually saw the fire-curing process when I went to Kentucky for the That's Kentucky right. Barn Smoker. And, you know, it's really fascinating. And look, you know, with fire-cured tobacco, um, I don't smoke it regularly because it it is kind of like smoking a campfire you know when you, when you're doing it um, I liked a uh, Toscano now and then but that's the thing it, it's not bad now and then you know it kind of has a little bit of that barbecue kind of flavoring to it and everything I mean I don't I don't mind you know fire cured not unlike tobacco. the bishop it's
0: got that kind
1: of beef jerky taste now the, oh, bi- yeah. the bishop is not a fire cured smoke but it did have a uh, both aroma and uh, and also on the cold draw of, of beef jerky. And again, guys, we're just a couple of weeks away from the uh, Bishop and the Gator coming out, so In we're fact, jazzed. In fact, I just got word from David Martinez today that they are working on um, the uh, the Cigar Pulpit Cigars here shortly. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. They uh, what did he sell me? What did he tell me? I'm going back through my text. You guys text way too much. I know. Production starts next week on the pulpit cigars. Wow. So next week they're gonna start banging them out. And um I asked about the band artwork and he told me that, you know, that's still under production, but we should uh we should be getting that here shortly. And I'll tell you what, man, this this thing's actually coming to life. It's happening. It's happening. This thing is happening. So um First week or so of September, um, be be watching Cigars dot com and uh, and trust me, folks. We will let you know when oh. they're available. Oh yeah, we we'll, will. We'll be pimping these things out like nobody's business. Like, oh yeah, like straight up Jody Foster and, if, and Taxi Driver. So you
0: know, don't don't worry. I'm glad you didn't go with the accused because that's a whole different thing.
1: What? Anyway, um. <laughs> so yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna definitely be. Uh, be uh, letting you know when these are available, but yeah, the bishop and the gator are coming soon. It's so. uh, we're jazzed. That's all we can say. But they're not fire cured. No, so it had nothing to do with the previous question. <laughs> no, but I wanted to work in a commercial for us. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. It was good. It was su- <laughs> subtle there. Bring it all back around. Subtle, Jeff. All right. Well, here's our next question.
2: Hey, gator, and hey, bishop. I had to call. This is first of all. First of all, let me say this is uh Teddy. G, a.k.a. Teddy Gorilla off of Instagram. And I have a couple of questions. Uh, but first, I want to just say uh, you guys are awesome, love the podcast, love the dynamic, love everything that y'all guys do. And hopefully keep up the great work, keep up the great spirits and all that. So, on that note, there I have two questions. One is for Gator. Gator, this is for you. So, Gator. How did you like having the bishop in your mouth? <laughs> and for the bishop, the question is, how how was it having gator in your mouth? <laughs> I can't wait to try y'all guys' sticks. Um, piggybacking off of the, um, the good cigar, <laughs> uh, I cannot wait to have the gator and the bishop both in my mouth. Probably not at the same time, but still can't wait to have you guys in my mouth. So, anywho, anyway, now that we made this all awkward and strange, uh, I I guess I'm going to end this call here. So, both you guys have a blessed one. And, of course, always stay smoky, my friends. Bye.
1: Oh, okay. I love Teddy. Uh, Teddy. What a great guy. Oh, my God, Teddy. (laughs) Um, First of all, I,
0: I, I can't wait for people to have my stick. We're their mouth is
1: i don't even know what to say
0: oh that's awesome so
1: um nick's used to having my stick in his mouth oh my gosh (laughs) so yeah that was um,
0: the greatest question we could just end ask the boys and never have another question
1: and i'll be happy i mean oh my god so where do i even go from here first of all teddy um as it relates to jeff's cigar (laughs) The Gator was, it was a good smoke. I mean, it, you know, it's like I said on the cast, it, it, you know, it's a it's a Connecticut um, with the Sumatra Binder and the, uh, what was it, Nicaraguan and... It's got two fillers, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember the second one. It was Nicaraguan and maybe Dominican or I think, Honduran, I, think, yeah. I don't remember, but um, uh, fillers. And, dude, the Gator is a fantastic cigar. I mean, it's... Uh, Thank it, you. It, it had... You know, it was it was mild plus, medium minus, somewhere in that range. That Sumatra really makes it pop. It did. It, yeah. was a, it was a really good cigar, so I really enjoyed it. As for having gators stick in my mouth, I'd like to just specifically say that, uh, for the record, that has never happened. And, <laughs> I, would be, rumors get and started. I would be afraid of what diseases could result from that. <laughs> so I'm just going to let that go.
0: Nothing has swollen up or fallen off yet. But, just saying. But pussing? Just well. Lots of oozing. Pustules. Anyway. (laughs) All right. No, for the record, there are no pustules. (laughs) Clean as the driven snow down there. Oh my God. Oh my God. Don't let the beard fool you. (laughs) Hairless. Uh, Anyway. All right, Jeff. (laughs) The Bishop was actually a really, really good stick. And I'm not going to lie. I went into it thinking, oh, you know, this is going to be heavy. And it's not. It's just a really, they're both really good cigars. And I can't give Martinez enough credit for putting these things together for us. They hit the nail on the head with what we wanted, and I couldn't be happier.
1: Mm-hmm. No, they really—they took the notes that we gave them of what we were looking for. They made a couple of very, very fine cigars. And I can't wait for all of you to try them. I and, can't and wait honestly, for you
0: to put my stick where your mouth is. And
1: honestly, it feels like we set that question up You know, we with, did not. with your little commercial beforehand. But yeah. I swear to God, that that was completely... Yeah, we're
0: going in blind on
1: these. We yeah. didn't know.
0: But Teddy, thank you so much, dude. I really, you know, I enjoy him on Instagram and stuff. He's
1: great. He is great. Yep. He is great. And someday, someday when we resume the Nick and Gator Traveling Freak Show and Cigar Evangelical Revival... We need to get down to Memphis and smoke a cigar with Ted. All day. Yep. So anyway, next and final question for this installment of Ask the Boys.
2: Hello, Cigar Pulpit. This is Rick calling from Phoenix, the better half of Talking Torch. Just listened to your uh, Martinez episode, release of The Gator and the Bishop. Congratulations. My question to you is. Thank you. Or more of an offer, we are offering to taste and promote these beauties that you have created, and we are willing to do a perhaps a live video or a episode that features your cigars and our evaluation. Let me know what you fellas think. Hope all is well in Illinois. Talk to you soon. That's awesome.
1: That is awesome. So Rick and John over at Talking Torch, we were on. An episode of their show, as we've discussed, um, that I think is still upcoming. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I don't it's, think it's released yet. yet. Yeah but um we had a great time talking with those guys those guys so, are awesome seriously guys uh if you're listening to us give give the guys over at talking torch a try you know they get some really great guests rolling through you know they've had um um some sports celebrities some um cigar people rolling through i mean they're they're covering a very a wide range there and it it's really cool so as for the offer of trying our cigars, yeah, we'd be more than happy to, to make sure that happens. Now, with that being said, um, y- you know there's a long and growing list of people that are willing to give our cigars a try which, for which for flavor notes, and so which you know and
0: <laughs> to the people in this industry, oh yeah, you know that they're that they are willing to try it out, help us out. We could not be more grateful, and they want a free cigar.
1: Well, who doesn't? <laughs> well, that's how we ended up with Martinez. Yeah, Dave sent me a message, and he's just like, "Hey, would you guys be willing to try these uh, cigars?" And I was like, "Yes." And we yes, haven't I looked
0: would. back. No, we tried that forty-five yep. on our Christmas episode, and it was
1: phenomenal, unbelievable. Yep. So, but no, yeah, definitely, Rick. We will be in touch, and uh, we'll figure something out. And and also, with that being said. Um, You know, same as it is with Teddy, when the uh, Cigar Evangelical Revival and uh, Traveling Freak Show resumes, um, maybe we need to make our way down to Arizona there and check out Torch. You know, Memphis is not that far away from... Well, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But, you know. And I'm going to be doing all the driving because, heaven forbid, you drive. Oh, I I like to relax. I mean, seriously, dude. I will not forget our drive to Indiana. First of all, you started, I started. You started the drive home, and like an hour into it, you're like, "We got to switch." I, I tired. mean, like, it's a four hour drive. Now I no drove way. a lot of the way out, and yet you, you still. Sack it crap. I tried driving
0: out there the first time when we hit that blizzard.
1: Yeah, and we made it like what an hour. We made
0: it to Effingham and turned around. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So you know, nonetheless, the point is. You tend to do that to me when we go on road trips. It's like you know, oh, I'll drive, I'll help you, and then we'll help, not help you, a lot. Then you're like, then you get behind the wheel, and you're like, oh, I'm so tired. I get tired when I drive. I'm kind of <laughs> narcoleptic behind the wheel. It's a little frightening. well, you can smoke in my car now.
0: That's true. We couldn't smoke in his car. That's before. true. Before
1: I was still holding to the no smoking in the car rule, but now. How long did that last? Uh, Till COVID. The the new car, yeah. yeah you COVID- made it what six months? Yeah. No, I made it damn near a year. Did you really? Yeah, cuz I mean, I bought that oh, car in June of 19 That's right. I was the know, first one to smoke yeah, in it out of the Lipton cigarette <laughs> thing. And then uh and then nobody smoked in it again until well, until COVID hit and then at that point I was like screw it, COVID Desperate times call for desperate magic. He
0: asked me to move his car, and I was smoking my cigar, got in it, didn't think twice. Didn't think twice. Didn't think twice. Then he comes back in didn't. and he
1: goes, dude, I think I just smoked in your, cigar, or your car. And I'm yeah. like, ah! Pop the cherry. Yeah. Yep. But I still didn't do it until then. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Yep. I wanted to preserve that new car smell. Is it still there? Oh, no. 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 But uh, <laughs> I do have that bottle of, um, what's it called, Whiff? Spray, How does that work? The spray. So they sent me, Wiff sent me um, a a bottle of the spray and they sent me four canisters, uh, or I'm sorry, three canisters of this like deodorant powder. I put some of the deodorant powder in the bottom of my travel ashtray. Yeah. You know, the little canister that I've gotten for my uh, cup holder there. And I'll tell you, man, that works wonders. Before I oh, use that's the, awesome. No, before I use this stuff, um, when you would take the lid off of the travel ashtray to use it, yeah, um, you'd get that musty old smell of old cigars, yeah, and which ash will and permeate like that. the fabric, and it yeah. does. It just permeates, so you always had to make sure you had the cap on. Now, I mean, you don't even smell that; you smell that that flavored, you know, powder. And oh, wow. our, um So then, I haven't used the spray yet. I know that uh, broccoli Rob over at FinalThirdCigar.com dot com did a review of the spray. Though he got in his wife's car and just smoked like a chimney. Left oh, the win- that was gutsy. Left the windows up, smoked like a chimney in his wife's like car. Cheech and Chong just rolling. Oh smoke. Oh my god! I mean, just rolling and smoke. And then he got in there with the with the whiff spray, sprayed it all around, and um, you know, put it away. The next day, his wife went out there, took the car for the day, came back, and he asked her, you know, did you get any kind of, was there anything about the car? And she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, was there any kind of smell in the car? wait, wait, hold on. Back the truck up. He did this, and she didn't know it? And she had no clue until until he told her the next day. Why didn't he use his own vehicle as a test platform? Because he's a ballsy, ballsy man. (laughs) That's all I can say.
2: Oh Bro- my God. Broccoli
1: took his life in his hands, yeah, a little uh, bit. Did that, so you know he he really put some trust into Whiff, is all I'm saying. And apparently, it was willing. Uh, it it worked out for him. So, Thank God. So this is my you know unpaid plug for Whiff uh, that 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 had managed to happen. So. I I do I do tend to when I smoke in the car I roll the windows down because yeah. I don't like all the smoke being in the actual cabin with me and everything but um with that said yes um apparently that stuff works pretty well with uh getting the odor out of the car so fair enough yeah no, we could do some paid endorsements
0: with. Just want to throw that yeah, out. Yeah, I was gonna say if, you know, we're all in for those. Know, we're,
1: we're definitely all in for those with if you want to like, you know, make sure that you get mentioned every episode. We can't be bought, but you can rent us. All day long. All so. day. Anyway, folks, this has been another Ask the Boys. Feel free to call us up with your questions. Again, that's area code 863-874-0000, and we will be sure to get you onto the show. So, Jeff, what are you getting on the cigar?
0: It's uh, I'm literally down to the end of this thing. I am down to the final third of my yeah, cigar I'm here. barely hanging on. and um, yeah, I w- I'm way farther
1: ahead than you, but you did a lot more of the interview than I did. Yeah, I've been talking a lot, and part of that has resulted in a bit of an issue for me. I have had to relight this thing. A
0: number of times. Also sitting under the ceiling fan in the hundred degree yeah, weather in Southern it's Illinois. It's not
1: hundred degrees. I'm looking at it your feels like I'm looking at your thermometer right now. It's about eighty five out, give Hold or take. On. And um, you know Hold it's on. it's very humid. We do have a rather large storm. Read the feels like where oh it feels like hundred and two, but yeah. I I don't think it does. Well, you're sitting. I am sitting, sitting directly under the under ceiling, the ceiling fan. fan. It keeps blowing um, your cigar out.
0: Yeah. But anyway, no, thoughts, I like the, the stick. Cigar? This Camacho was a good cigar.
1: Yeah, yep. It's 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 like I said. I think it's more more I'm not, medium. I'm not saying it's mild, but it's more definitely medium. a medium. I would not go so far to say it's a full bodied cigar.
0: Yeah, um, it's I've a, enjoyed it more than I expected based on the uh, you know
1: description we had on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good good solid stick. Have you done a uh, final third retro hail I on it? I have Not. I'll let you do that. You I, don't, are, I don't. You're I don't, not even going to try. No, I'm not brave enough to attempt no that. No guts, no glory, big man. So, while he uh, preps himself for the pain, um, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and uh, get into the weekly giveaway here. So, folks, every week on Tuesday, we give away a nice prize pack um, featuring cigars from Martinez Cigars and the way you get into the contest you sign up for our newsletter on com. and before Ooh. jeff makes the joke no i've only sent out one newsletter i'm not blasting your inbox with tons and tons <sighs> not at all i do have a plan for it at some point you? but you know what it kind of goes in schemes look, it goes into the category of more ambition than time okay <laughs> we, and you and i both fall in that category i'm very good at having ideas implementing those ideas not so much sometimes. Yeah. Almost simple, sounds like you've had some sort of psychological test done. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, let's be real. The simple fact that we've gotten to a year's worth of episodes, um, especially given the fact that very early on we jumped to two a week, probably should be a testament to the fact that when we double down, we actually – Jeff just saw angels, guys. I'm looking at it. Jeff just saw angels. He did that retro hail, and he is seeing <sighs> angels right now. I didn't cough. No, you didn't. It looks like you wanted is, to, like... That is pepper.
0: Yeah. AF. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's definitely a full-bodied cigar. Come on, Nick. Go for it. Oh, I double-dog dare you. Get ready for the cough, guys. <laughs> Was I lying? Nope.
3: <laughs>
1: nope. Nope. Yep. No lying. There's the angels. <laughs> oh, my God. I told you they were here. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, it definitely ramps up a oh, little on bit the, on the on the on the retro. A little bit definitely ramps up the further you go. Um, this uh, this thing's got some punch.
3: Ooh. Who,
0: who was it that told us they is that uh, Nick Nick over Gervais, my monthly? He, he
1: says that he retro hails every two or three puffs. How does he do that? Um, he. Built himself up more than me, I guess. I don't yeah, know, but he's yeah, got a tolerance. I, I'm telling you, man, it's uh, this thing's got some punch to it. So you know that makes me wonder, what is my monthly cigars?
0: We we haven't named the winner. Oh, we'll do the winner, and then we'll do the. We commercial. haven't.
1: I would say we're in the middle of the weekly giveaway. Literally, somebody Oh, somebody wandered off. Some, I wandered off because you saw angels. Yeah, that I'm still reeling. Oh my god! Right? So yeah. Um. I'm anyway. You sign up for the newsletter, that gets you entered into winning our prizes every week. As long as you're on the list for the newsletter, you win prizes. It's that simple. Yay. So when I finally do send out a newsletter, don't unsubscribe. That takes you out of the run for out the out prizes. The pool. Why would you do that? Anyway, so our I winner was in the pool Our winner needs to um, once he hears his name here, our winner needs to circle up with us by the following Monday. Yep. Send me an email at nick@cigarpulpit.com. Um, and just tell me I'm the winner, send me your mailing address and I will get the cigars sent to you immediately. So ASAP. it well, as possible eh, as soon as life well, allows. Yeah. I was a little, Eventually. slow. I was a little slow in the last couple of winters, but all of them are in the mail. They Yay. should be receiving them very shortly. Well,
0: they went through the St. Louis post office. It's in God's hands. That's true. Yeah. That thing is a black hole for nothing, packages.
1: Nothing but problems with the post office yep. here lately, but such is life. Anyway. The winner this week is Nelson Santos. Nelson Santos. Nelson Santos. So, Nelson, reach out to us by Monday of next week, and we will get this prize pack sent to you shortly. And so, Nick, let me circle back a second time. What is my monthly cigars? <laughs> before we uh, before we get into what is my monthly cigars, um, I would like to point out that oh my God. we have one more phone call that we need to play. It was so. A, oh. so guys this is a voicemail that Jeff left me on Friday and no wonder
0: you wanted to wait to do the ad.
1: I thought this was a, an appropriate moment in the show <laughs> to bring this up. So, um Jeff left me a voicemail on Friday, and I have an iPhone, and it has that whole deal where it can transcribe the voicemail, so you can kind of look at it, see what they're saying. And, I never leave Nick voicemails. Never does. And for him to leave me what is a 20-minute or 20-second... 20, 20 minutes. I that got hope it wasn't 20 minutes. 20-second 20 voicemail. I was kind of like, well, what is this? And... I looked, there was, uh, I, my iPhone said that it was unable to transcribe, so I'm thinking, well, what is this? And when I first heard it, I thought that Jeff had maybe pocket dialed me until this very <laughs> unmistakable noise processed in my brain. And so, folks, I'm going to go ahead and play this, and, you know, you'll, I'll let you know what this is. So, folks, that's Jeff bidet his ass in the sink. That would be 20 seconds of Jeff cleaning the shit out of his ass. Jeff left me a voicemail of the audio of him cleaning his ass. So, folks... I thought it was appropriate. When I tell you that it sounds like a wet suction cup noise... Just remember that noise, because oftentimes I'll be on the phone with him, and we'll be in the middle of a conversation, and that's what I'll hear.
0: Oh, I'm so proud of that.
1: That's what I will hear. So with that- I love the fact that I didn't say one word to you. Yeah. 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 So with that, My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar <laughs> subscription service where you can get cigars sent to your door every month in a uh, variety of size boxes. We get the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. They also have the Presidente box, which is eight cigars for $50. It's two of everything that's in the Robusto box. So it's a good box for you to share with friends, family, and all that sort of thing. Or hoard them, as Jeff likes to point out.
0: Double the cigars? And more than double the savings.
1: More than double the savings because they have the MSRP guarantee Darn right they that on the Robusto and Presidente box, which states that the MSRP of the cigars within the box is guaranteed to meet or exceed the price of the box. So for August, the MSRP of the cigars was right around $41. So you're saving $11 on the Robusto box. But if you got that Presidente box, you're actually saving $32. So good savings. There you go. And you can save a little bit more. If they use our offer code PULPIT. P-U-L-P-I-T. And why wouldn't you? I was going to say, that gets you 20% off any of the items in their online store because they sell cigars and accessories and that sort of thing. But they also will give you free shipping on the first box of your subscription with that offer code. And
0: we were on an Instagram Live. Martinez and my monthly cigars were doing this over the weekend. And there was literally a sack on there, and he's probably a really nice guy. I'm sure But in a, front of us.
1: He's a very nice guy, and he's a good right, listener. Right in front of us. Just broke the CD out and scratched it right yeah. in front of us in broad he, daylight.
0: He asked for another show's offer code and didn't want to use ours. Yep. So, for the love of God, so man. So, folks, use offer code Pulpit. Pulpit. P-U-L-P-I-T. Oh, and here comes the storm. Well, Jeff, do you have anything else for the good of the cause? I think we need to get under shelter.
1: Yeah, we have a rather large thunderstorm coming upon the uh, Nick and Gator Studios. Moving so in. So I think this is a pretty good time for us to go ahead and call it an episode. So with that, I've enjoyed the Camacho Hard Charger Limited Edition 2018. Jeff? Great, great cigar. Great cigar. So, and and we, he, we want to thank our guests. Yes, we definitely want to thank Frank Herrera of H New Media Law and uh, thank him for taking time out of his day to enlighten us as to what's going on with the FDA. Absolutely. It's something that affects all of us in the uh, cigar community. Definitely. Well, folks, this has been another Sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe and stay smoky. (laughs) You had to play the tape. Just had to
0: play that voicemail
1: dude I mean I'm, not, I'm gonna make sure I share that with the people I mean let's be real it's not every day that everybody can actually listen to you cleaning the shit out of your ass
0: <laughs> I want to be fresh.